0: You, I feel like you shapeshift on me, like and stuff. Like you, just, you come with different versions of you.
1: Well, um, I am legion.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, you're David,
2: man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I'm. Well, I, I did the hair and I, yeah. I shaved. So here, here's the thing. Um, you know, it, when when you get uh, to a, a certain age, and we won't talk about that age, but <laughs> you start to do everything you can to look slimmer.
0: I see, I see. Is this what we're doing now? (laughs) I I think so.
1: Well, I realized I looked in the mirror one day and I was just like, um, my beard was getting big and my hair was getting big. And so my, I already have kind of a round head Uh and I was like, this isn't working for me. So (laughs) it's all, it's all got to (laughs) go.
0: isn't working for me no
1: no no it's like it's like a a basketball with a wig on you know
0: (laughs) what does shannon think about this
1: (laughs) you know shannon shannon's used to me you know Um, shannon's used to me um doing all kinds of stuff you know (laughs) Uh, early on in our marriage i had really long hair and one day i just shaved it and and when i say shaved it i mean took a razor And totally bicked it um i showed up to to pick her up from school university we weren't that young um and i was wearing like a beanie cap and i took (laughs) off the beanie cap and apparently shannon had a pretty bad day that day and she looked at my head and she just started weeping (laughs) yeah
0: you made it worse
1: (laughs) (laughs) so she's she's used to me You know, she's used to
2: it's changing all the time. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's kind of
1: I mean, it's silly, but it's kind of a metaphor for for living with somebody because true. I mean, if we're doing our jobs as human beings, we are constantly evolving and changing. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
1: So the person that I married 21 years ago, 21 and a half years ago. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot still there of the person that I married, but there's a lot that's really changed. For sure. I'd say for the first like 18 years of our marriage, I was almost the only feminist in the house. <laughs> you know? Um, like after Trump got elected, you know, I and my neighbor went to the women's march downtown, but our yeah. wives didn't.
2: They're like, we're sitting <laughs> this one out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, but uh, over the past couple of years, my wife is she's sick of this patriarchy mumbo jumbo, man. Yeah. I like to tell you that right now, yeah. she's sick of. And when you are, when you've grown up Christian and things like that most christian churches whether they acknowledge that they're embracing the patriarchy they're still you know affected or they've inherited that lineage that goes all the way back to old testament israelites and so most all christianity today is still run by patriarchy in a hierarchical hierarchical if I can say that word yes, system yes Yes. you know so you know she's she's completely over that now yeah she's I
0: totally get that
1: yeah I totally she's get done. that
0: I think you know what people are gonna be like guys this is like a religious political podcast you know? know this is like this, you guys talk about <laughs> this stuff every day <laughs> like, I thought we we're gonna talk about the bad man <laughs> I know, I know, I know. well worry, you know we, we actually... like to talk about it it, it it matches it, a little it, it actually my
1: i went to go see the batman with my uh 19 year old um daughter who uh, just to like lay the groundworks for that you know she prefers being called they them
2: yeah yeah this is you your know? oldest this uh, is my child? oldest okay, Sunny. okay
1: yeah so so um i'm you know I, I i support her in whatever pronoun she wants to use but you know it, it's it you know you, 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 for the first 18 or so years of her life you know she she's she's been she you yeah. know they've been she yeah um they've been my daughter do- so i i'm still working on you know creating that habit and and i told her when when she told me that you know i said hey that's totally cool i don't care at all but um Uh, be patient with me because because you know i I, i'm not trying to to make a statement when i say she you know i'm just i'm just going by habit you know and so for sure uh, yeah so it's it's so she is she's or they are they've been (laughs) they've been very
0: they were uh, with you patient with me
1: uh uh trying to um, make that transition and and um yeah so but I don't know if we want to jump right into the Batman if we want to go and and revisit the older movies first.
0: Dude, I watched the older movies. It was almost embarrassing on some <laughs> level. The... Okay. Let's just so go I... from the older stuff first.
1: All right, the Michael Keaton Batman Batman movies. Love them. Still do. Still absolutely love them. I love Jack Nicholson's Joker. I love I agree the aesthetic. With that. I mean, it's silly so my kids came in while i was watching that one i was actually it was kind of funny i was on the exercise bike yeah and i i rode the exercise bike the entire movie and just watched um, (laughs) that first batman from what 1989 or something
0: which is a great movie and it really is i love that
1: yeah but my kids weren't they they grew up with the christopher nolan batman movies of course so when they saw jack nicholson's joker they were like what's going on and i was <laughs> like well you, ha- you, had cu- you had to you came in halfway through the movie you had to start at the beginning <laughs> you have to get the aesthetic you have to get that it's much more to the comic book than it is trying to make this a real life you know yes. what if this happened in real life no this is this is more we're bringing a comic book to life yeah and so with that in mind, I still adore those two Michael Keaton Batman movies. And and, and even more so the, the second one, the Danny DeVito Penguin yeah. is, I mean, that movie is so full of problems, the, da- <laughs> the, 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 the Penguin one. I know, man. I mean, it, it, it is so full of just like, wait, what now? What are we doing?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, those moments yeah. where you're just like. Yeah um the villains are completely incompetent
2: completely
1: in the second <laughs> batman movie i mean the joker at least you know he doesn't succeed because he underestimates batman and his as he says those wonderful or marvelous toys mm-hmm. or something like that yes so he underestimates batman and that proves his undoing but he's at least a competent terrorist
2: yes yes yes
1: The Penguin and Catwoman are so utterly incompetent (laughs) in all of their plans and schemes and everything they're trying to do that it it is kind of embarrassing. But when you're watching it, you're just kind of like, man, but this is so fun to watch Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer be those characters. And,
2: And
1: it is so... It's such a, a cool movie to watch. I mean, just the aesthetic of the movie. Sure. Just how the movie looks. I'm just like transfixed by it. I'm like, man, this is just
0: amazing Yeah. <laughs> to look at. I think I made the mistake of watching it right after watching The Batman.
2: Oh, and yeah. And I well, was like, oh, know. no. Oh, no. Yeah. I should have
0: watched this a different like sequence. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. So
1: I watched all the old ones first. <laughs> yeah, I think you because- did it right, man. <laughs> because i knew and and, but i didn't watch them in order so i watched here's what i did i watched the first one with michael keaton and then i watched the val kilmer and george clooney because i knew i was going to hate those yeah
0: yeah i got the text from you (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's taking forever (laughs) and then i went back and watched the danny devito one so i could kind of like clear my palate of those (laughs) other two i mean but but here's the thing it's like the Val Kilmer one is bad enough. Yes. And I'm not blaming Val Kilmer. I'm calling it the Val Kilmer one, but it's really the Joel Schumacher, but it's really the Warner studios Mm -hmm. one, right? Because the reporting about it is that the second Batman that, uh, you know, with the penguin um, uh, all of the, the studio and the sponsors like McDonald's and stuff like that, the, the merchandising, you know, partners, yeah. Hated it because it was too dark and violent. <laughs> and McDonald's is like, how are we supposed to sell Happy Meals with this? I mean, this penguin is disgusting. Yeah. He's biting people's noses. He's eating raw fish. He's got black ooze coming out of yeah. his mouth all the time. We can't put this in a Happy Meal. What, what, what are we going to do with this? <laughs> you know, And you can completely see going from that movie to the Val Kilmer movie that the Val Kilmer and the George Clooney movies are all about merchandising. They're all about Completely. selling toys. They're not about let's make the best Batman movie ever. It's not about how can we flesh out these characters and bring them to life. None of that is even enters the equation.
2: Yeah. It's
1: all about who are the A-list people at the time, the biggest names we can get so we can, so we can sell the most toys, and merchandising. That's all those two movies are. And when you're watching them and you know that, it becomes even more infuriating. It
0: does. <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
1: so I, I even like want to forgive Joel Schumacher for making those movies, but it's it's difficult to forgive him for those movies.
0: <laughs> it's not like it's difficult to forgive him. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. I'm trying, so
1: bad. But, but but you know, the two worst performances... I think in any Batman movie ever, all time, George Clooney and Alicia Silverstone. So bad, <laughs> so. Alicia Silverstone. I didn't remember. I haven't watched anything with Alicia Silverstone in it. Probably since ninety five, like or Clueless. Whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably would still love Clueless. I don't know, but yeah, I, I think
0: I've watched I, it. it's pretty good still. Actually. Yeah, it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> but I didn't remember her being terrible, a terrible actress. And maybe she's not, maybe it's just yeah, in that yeah. movie. I mean, certain movies make bad actors of the best actors.
0: Sure, sure.
1: However, I was ha- having this discussion with somebody went, venting my anger about these things. <laughs> and I said, you know, I've hated other movies where the actors did a great job. And the first movie that came to mind was The Last Jedi. Mm. I hated everything about that movie. <laughs> um uh poor Luke Skywalker, what's his name? Uh Mark Hamill.
2: Yeah,
1: he hated everything about it. He, he didn't, did. yeah. He 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 thought that they, they were completely betraying character, and he was absolutely correct. And but he turned in his best on-screen performance ever.
0: I totally agree with that too.
1: I mean, that's a professional. I mean, hats off to Mark Hamill, you know, and That's why when I'm watching something like George Clooney as Batman, I'm like, holy cow, you put a mannequin in there and overdub a voice and you've got the same performance. You know?
0: So bad. Alicia
1: Silverstone, (laughs) grab anyone off the street. Anyone. Anyone. With no acting experience whatsoever. (laughs) Bring them in. Show them their lines right before you shoot the... I mean, you don't even ask them to memorize the lines. Just show them the lines right before you shoot the scene. (laughs) And they will churn in <laughs> just as good a performance as Alicia Silverstone does in that movie. I mean, it was... it was.
0: It's pretty bad.
1: My, my kids like to use the word cringy. Cringy. And so well, that's it, was what that cringy. it was so cringy. It, it just like, oh, give me shivers the whole time.
0: Well, it's interesting where it came from because like the Schumacher ones, it's like merchandising. But you have to think the, the Tim Burton ones, that was coming from essentially... Adam West to Tim Burton, basically. Yeah. This massive jump in technology. And I mean, no one had really heard from the Batman for a long time. Long a time. Long, and all this, it was huge when it came out because it was like, yeah. this is actually going to happen. It's going to happen. Interesting
1: about that, that this Batman was so dark. Yes. But he still has yellow on his costume. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. it's true. <laughs> Look out of a dark...
2: I know.
1: Vigilante of the night puts, you know, yellow <laughs> doesn't in his make costume. Sense. I know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just a little splash of color. <laughs> 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 but they did such a great job in that first Batman movie of kind of legend building without even having to dwell on it. Yes. But first scene, you see him, you know, with those. I mean, it makes no sense. He doesn't actually like you know bring the criminals to justice he doesn't actually give the people back their belongings he doesn't really help except all he does is instill
0: fear yes
1: and that's the whole kind of point of the batman and that actually carries on to the latest
0: it does which i just want to know did you like it or not i really liked it well, you know what? I I actually told my wife, my wife and my daughter came with me. I see you guys yeah. have to see this. It's like I think it's gonna be like really good. And I turned to my wife. I said, I think Simon's gonna like this. We're reviewing it because there's a lot of talking. <laughs> he likes <laughs> this guy. Loves talking in movies. So he better like this. <laughs> okay,
1: here's the thing. You know, I, I, if I was to, if I were to point out the weaknesses in this latest Batman movie, the number one would actually be the dialogue. Yeah, there's a lot of talking. But it's there's a lot of these movies are so guilty of this. It's like, the, the, as as an audience member, I'm I'm there, I see what's being revealed. You're showing it to me, and yet you still have to make the character say it to make sure that I'm to make sure that yeah. I, because I'm such an idiot, <laughs> you have to baby feed this stuff to me, you yeah. know. So like they come with up with a reveal. We all understand what's happening, and yet they still repeat it. They're, oh, it was this. I was like, yeah, Yeah. I know. (laughs) Stop doing that. So it came off as, I, I did really like it. I, uh, um, it wasn't perfect, and and um, there was messaging in the movie that I felt was really heavy-handed. And this was what I was talking to my daughter about. And this is why I was bringing up, you know, she, they, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, use, you know, different pronouns and stuff like that, because this is, um, we're both very progressive minded people. So I felt uncomfortable bringing this up as a criticism. So bear, so bear with me on this, okay? But Batman's the Batman, and and I guess maybe Alfred, they're the only two good white people in the movie. I'm not insulted by that, you know, but I'm just bringing that to to, 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 to bear. Um, all people basically of other nationalities and 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 skin types, maybe we'll say, are good you know, the old mayor is corrupt, he's the white guy, you know, and, yeah. and so, you know, um, you know, Catwoman is, is, is black, all that's totally fine with me. I'm all for championing, switching that, right. Um, Those stereotypes. However, and, and, and so I was, I was trying to talk to about this with, uh with Sonny, my, my, my daughter, and like I said, I felt uncomfortable talking about it because I was like, I should be maybe applauding this, but why aren't I? Why, why do I find this to, why do I, am I talking about this like a criticism? And then it, it came to me because it's still white savior. Mm. So even though all of these other characters, Jim Gordon, the new mayor, um, they're all uh, people of color and they're all Mm. good people and they're all well intentioned. They still need the rich white guy to come save them.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, so I guess that's what, where I, I was really troubled by the movies, heavy handed messaging, all rich white guys are bad but we still need the rich white guy to come save us.
2: <laughs>
0: interesting. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah.
1: So, um, for me, this movie would have worked a lot better if, if they would have cast a black, a black Batman.
0: That would be very interesting. It'd be you very know? interesting.
1: Um, or, and, and, and I actually said this to my daughter, I said, this movie would have worked better if it was Catwoman's movie. Hmm. Just make it, you know, you probably have to take out the Riddler part, and you just make it the storyline about her and Falcone being her father, and yeah. and all that drama and everything like that. And all of a sudden, this movie and its messaging really works for me. Um, her mother's black, her father's white, and so she yeah. now she has, um. Anyway, so now, so now the movie really works, but the movie as it is, with white Batman saving the city, yeah, um, as as the lone good white guy, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> you took a that, deep that's on just, this, man. <laughs> that, that's just
1: what that's what bothered me about it mostly. Huh. You interesting,
2: know?
1: very um, interesting. But but that criticism aside. And and other criticisms aside, I really did like this Batman. I thought he was a good Batman. I think he has one of the best jawlines any so. Batman. I
0: love that action. I like that it was there was stubble on the yeah. Batman. It wasn't this clean shaven. Uh-huh. And I often felt like one, I thought it was bold to have the Batman be in the outfit literally most of the movie yes which is a huge difference than all the other movies and it's almost like bruce wayne was batman's mask it was yeah you know like
1: they kind of spoke to that in the movie yeah i think the riddler did right when they were confronting each other and the riddler was saying i know this is the real you
2: yeah you
1: know or something like that i can't remember the dialogue but
0: like my ten-year-old daughter, you know, whatever. I took my ten-year-old daughter to see. Her yeah. She loves that type of stuff, man. I don't. She's really into it. And she was like, "Daddy, you know what? It's almost like, like Batman. He, like that was the real him. Like he had confidence in himself. He wore the suit all the time because it made him feel confident. And when he didn't wear the suit, he was like a really, like kind of a weak guy. You yeah. know? <laughs> so it's just 10. That's a really good observation. That's really <laughs> like, good. Oh
1: <laughs> that's really good. He needs this alter ego. Needs it. You know, there were a lot of interesting choices that weren't really explored um in this movie, such as Alfred seemed to be more of a bodyguard than a butler yeah. in this. You know, yeah. he mentioned that he was supposed to protect, you know, the, the Wayne parents. He was supposed to protect them. And and then he mentions that he taught Bruce how to fight. Yeah and so he seems a much more intricate part of bruce becoming the batman yeah Than in other movies where bruce goes off and becomes the batman on his own and then he brings alfred into it
0: right right but they had a weird relationship it's almost like distant though at the same time they had a strange relationship with each other on some yeah you know
1: yeah they 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 did and and i think a lot of that was because this was emo batman yeah yeah so he distanced himself from everybody yes um which i'm also fine with because i think oftentimes in the comics that's how batman is portrayed Mm -hmm. like he he does his best not to show that he cares about anybody because that can be used as a there's a weakness against yeah. him that can be used against him. Um, what did you think of the Riddler?
0: I liked it. I, Paul Dano as the Riddler, I didn't see that coming. I was like, huh, this is different. I mean, clearly, I listened to an interview with Matt Reeves. I'm a big Matt Reeves director. I, I, I like yeah. Cloverfield. I love War of the Planet of the Apes. I just like the way he shoots movies. So when I knew this, he was shooting this movie, I said, this is going to be good. This is a good director, a quality director who makes these type of films. And I said, I like that the Riddler was portrayed as like a serial killer, mm-hmm. and because then if you go back and you watch Jim Carrey, oh man, you're like, wow, this is bad. Like Woo. this is so bad, you know. Like so, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that aspect of that. It was almost a Seven Zodiac aspect yeah. to it, because I, I love those movies.
1: And of all the movies where the villain is attempting to have some kind of simpatico with the hero. Yes. I felt like this, this worked better. I still didn't like that actually yeah. at the end where the Riddler or toward the end where the Riddler is so upset that Batman isn't right. seeing, he's seeing his vision and I don't know. It, it, I I it was kind of a coin toss for me. I was like does this work or would it work better if the Riddler was just playing Batman the whole time and making Batman do his dirty work, mm. which he he yeah. basically was.
0: Right. Right.
1: And just stringing him along with all these riddles and stuff like that and um so I don't know. It it I guess it gave him A little more uh, in I guess touch of insanity for him to think that the Batman was on his side and was playing the game with him instead of trying to stop him but at the same time I was like I I don't know I don't know it was (laughs) that that one was that one was difficult for me to to decide if I liked that take or not you know yeah so
0: yeah it was good I, I I liked it I I felt like on large scale for me, this is maybe where these type of movies are going potentially mm-hmm. like real life more real life that happened to have superheroes in it kind of thing, yeah. whereas most of it is very fantastical almost and like okay clearly you know who's flying around and stuff And I was like you know yeah it was like this is more like you could imagine batman actually existing in your world potentially mm. and versus like well this is clearly a f- fictional thing you know yeah. like almost like i could see this happening maybe mm-hmm. and i wonder where what's the arc of these movies is it more gritty Real life, but then you look at some of the movies. Fans destroy other movies when they're too dark. Yeah, like oh, too dark, too dark. I don't. But see, I I lean more towards the darkness in things in -hmm. movies like this. I love really dark superhero movies. I prefer it, generally speaking.
1: For me, it depends on the characters. Yeah, you know, if you're making a Batman movie, I agree. Yeah,
0: I don't want it light at all for Batman ever.
1: Yeah, sometimes even when they include some jokes, I'm like I'm like, eh, that kind of felt out, yeah. of, out of
2: place.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know. It was it, it was funny. I was actually disappointed that I caught on to some of the things before the Batman did. Like um when they were searching the car and kind yeah. of the first third of the movie, I was like, they're gonna find his thumb. It's a thumb drive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, turned to my,
1: I turned to Sonny and I said that. And lo and behold, that's that's what happened. That's right. Um, so, uh, you know, I, and I appreciated that this was a Batman who was learning how to be
0: a detective.
1: Yes. I also really appreciated that Jim Gordon was useful in this movie.
0: Right. He's almost never useful in these movies.
1: Yeah. This was nice. Uh huh. He's 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 been useful a couple of times but normally jim gordon is um batman just kind of feeds it to him as we go along here jim gordon's actually helping solve the mystery they're a team and i appreciated that i thought that was that was really uh that that was a that was a that was the best jim gordon take i felt like and and For i sure. and i liked jim nolan or or jim gordon in the in the christopher nolan movies um i just felt like he once again kind of like wasn't as useful as he maybe could have been he was useful yeah. a couple of times he captured the joker that one time even right. though that's what the joker wanted so he wasn't <laughs> right. that useful but you know i mean um but uh so, yeah i mean that, that that that's something that i i guess i appreciated that batman wasn't um wasn't like one step ahead all the time you know yeah. he was actually a couple steps behind and he was making lots of mistakes right and and he needed help a lot
0: he did need you know a lot yeah and you, you can know? tell like i think they did a good job of showing in little ways that he's really new at this still this whole yeah. thing from the outfit to the car to like, you can tell that first time he gets up and he, you know, he puts on like the suit to fly, like the little thing. Yeah. He's never done he's that. He's not before. sure about He's this. not sure. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like, like oh, the pre, crap. right? The previous versions of Batman knows exactly what to do. I've done this a ton of times. I have the gear. You can tell he's like, is yeah. this, he's feeling his way out on the, some of these things, you
1: know? So, in our movie theater, it was, the movie was extremely dark and oftentimes mm. hard to see and tell what was happening. Was it
0: like that for you? I wasn't extremely dark, no.
1: Okay, so, uh, you know, Sonny and I were trying to decide if, you know, the, the, it was the movie theater's fault mm-hmm. or if it was the way the movie was shot, and I thought, well, I mean everything's happening at night so it is dark yeah but i actually kind of went away with like feeling my eyes were strained trying, trying to mm. figure out a lot of time what was going on so when when he actually did did he use his cape to to make the squirrel the flying <laughs> squirrel outfit is it was that like what he happened? pulled
0: something and it just came out of like the maybe i don't know if it was the cape or not i just it happened okay. so quickly it was like whoosh, yeah like it inflated almost you yeah know?
1: Because that was the only t- moment in the movie where the cape was useful. Yeah. And so for the rest of the movie, I was thinking to myself, why the heck does this Batman have a cape? Hmm. There's no reason for this Batman to have a cape.
0: <laughs> I love that it, you think this way.
1: <laughs> the Christopher Nolan Batman, there was a use for that cape, right? Yeah. And it was yeah. it was specifically explained. This is what the cape is for. Yeah. This is why you're, you know, he's wearing it. Um, I expected that the Cape was going to come in handy at some point, like when the bomb went off and he was standing right next to it my daughter and i just laughed at that we were just like um yeah where are all the flash burns on his face and stuff you know yeah yeah i kind of thought he was gonna like pull his cape up and it would be like flame retardant or something you know yeah but no he just put his hands up as if that would have protected him from a from a the blast of a bomb that knocks him back 15 feet i was like no that didn't protect you (laughs) no you're dead
2: you know you know what's funny
0: i see two sides of that scene one i totally get what you're saying i'm like wait a minute his face would be all shrapnel and stuff but two also was like the other side of it this guy really doesn't care if he dies like he's like "Hmm, okay i see it clicking down whatever i need to get to the bottom like there was that whole thing when he said i don't care if i die and like he actually showed that a lot i feel like that was i i saw both sides totally felt the same way you did and i was like yeah this guy really doesn't care yeah he, he just does not give a shit you know and it also might have been the lighting, but I felt like
1: in some shots where his shirt was off, he had more scars than in other shots. But really? I, I, man, wasn't, I wasn't, deep. I wasn't sure <laughs> if that was the lighting or not. But I mean, this, is, this is the stupid crap I get hung up on, man.
0: He <laughs> went deep, man. It really is.
1: <laughs> and when his shirt came off, my first thought was, um, what, what's the name of the, of the actor in the Christopher Nolan one? Um, Christian Bale? Christian Bale. hmm Christian Bale's Batman would mop the floor with this guy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, of course.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: Christian Bale's Batman was like Krav McGraw, super yeah, buff, yeah, yeah, all this stuff. It was just like this Batman wouldn't even be able to, <laughs> and he wouldn't be able to stand toe to toe with Christian Bale even for a couple of minutes. But you see, know that's what,
0: you know. what I think is kind of the good thing about it is, if they do it right, maybe they could progress to that over time. Versus yeah. like, he's just good immediately at crime fighting, basically and fighting people. And like, even his physique, maybe they didn't mean this, but I kind of like that he wasn't super ripped because yeah. like, maybe like not all superheroes are like Superman and everybody's so swole. They look like the rock when they start a movie. Yeah. Maybe it is a transformation over time,
2: you know?
1: And I can totally be down with that. And I don't need Batman to be, a bodybuilder. So <laughs> I, I, I He's not making need... gains. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely
1: don't need that. Um, but I I appreciated that Christian Bale was so all in on it yeah. that he actually I think when they I think he actually had to lose weight before they could yeah. start shooting the first Batman. He was doing he,
0: all types of crazy roles before that. where he was going yeah. up and down and stuff. But like I think Batman.
1: he got so buff that they actually told him you know oh you don't fit in the suit anymore anything there's something like that (laughs) you know he had to like trim back down did you like the suit
0: on this one did you like it or no
1: so mixed mixed yeah I, i i liked it that it was um it it was a bit more homemade yes at the same time one of the parts that i laughed out loud at was when he took off the cowl and it ended up being flimsy rubber. <laughs> and I was like, I thought that was more of like a helmet that would actually protect I did too. him. I did too. But I'm like, this guy has, he's got to have so many concussions right now because <laughs> people are punching him. People are shooting him. And that thing is just a flimsy piece of rubber. I mean, maybe it's like... Um, What's the, the Kevlar or something? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's like Kevlar or something like that, but that's still not going to, when a bomb blows up and, yeah. and you shoot back and you fall down on the ground, something like that, that little thing isn't protecting your noggin. No. <laughs> I no. mean, he's going to have serious brain damage. <laughs> you know. So the cowls in the other Batman movies seem to offer Batman a lot more yeah. sensible protection but I did, I did like the look of this Batman suit. I yeah. did. There was something about his gauntlets, and I wasn't yeah. sure what those things actually were, what purpose they served. Um, I always feel like, especially like a guy like Batman who's going to do a lot of punching, like he should have some real gauntlets. So, like the gauntlets are actually doing the punching, not yeah. his fists, and so. I liked that they were kind of like big and built up like yeah. that, but I was, I still wasn't sure like what they did.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> not sure like, he knew either.
2: <laughs>
0: <yeah>.
1: <laughs> and I liked that the little Batman symbol came off and he used it to like. That was cool.
2: I the cable, cool. Yeah. you
1: know, and I was like, okay. there's a little practical use for that. I'm not sure that that would have been my choice to like, if I was designing a suit to make that Yeah, the thing, you know, I probably would have had. A knife in my utility belt maybe i don't know but yeah
0: (laughs) and this podcast i listened to because i like i like to get the director's vision for why they do certain things like i want to see like why did they do that and matt reeves talked about how like this is kind of a low-tech batman and how like he didn't have a lucius fox and how basically like he did everything himself the outfits like he was like a car junkie he's like in there tinkering around all the time Yeah. So, like this version of Batman is like, you see the seams on the cow. And now he said that's intentional because you're like, he he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just like making stuff up as he goes. And the future could be like him realizing he needs to use his resources a bit better to create better weaponry because he's just, it's like, it's not good. Like he said that, the director. So, they like like that was purposeful, actually.
1: I like that. That was actually one of my thoughts with the car. I thought, It's got a jet engine on it. I know. Where are the fuel tanks? I know, right? Because (laughs) that thing's got to run out of gas in like a hundred (laughs) yards.
0: You know. You know. Yeah, the gas mileage and today's pricing in gas. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't he know there's a gas crisis? (laughs) Well, you know, these
1: are the things that stupidly I get hung up on, and I appreciate that he wasn't very good in the car chase. I mean, he he does. know but the penguin is just seems like he's just as capable a driver as batman is you know and and the batmobile um doesn't have a bunch of gadgets on it and stuff like that it's just a muscle car with a jet engine on it for some reason
0: i i choices like
1: that i'm i'm always (laughs) just questioning it's like why the jet engine (laughs) i mean i know it looks cool yeah but it didn't do anything for me. And and if you (laughs) just would have made it like a straight up muscle car with, you know, and and maybe you could show that the engine was overbuilt or something like that. Right. Right. But the jet on there, I was like, seriously, he, he can't drive that around town. No, no. You know, I mean, it'll, it'll, uh, and the only reason I have a problem with it. So I don't have a problem with it when it's the Michael Keaton Batman, because it's comic book.
2: It's common. But this yeah. one
1: is, tr- is trying to make it so real. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That I was like, why the, why the jet engine? I don't get. it. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it,
0: it, it, the aesthetics, probably for the movie. I guess you know, you know yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. You know,
1: McDonald's is gonna sell a lot of those <laughs> hats. That bad. You know I, mean?
0: <laughs> I actually just like like that he was in the, the outfit most of the movie cuz a lot of times yeah. you wait for that reveal all the time which is exciting yeah. too sometimes too that's kind of exciting when they first step into it but it was it was like oh this this is like actually him like he really believes this shit like he's like yeah i'm much more this guy like i'd rather be doing this you know
1: what did you think of him reading his diary entries at the beginning and the end of the movie
0: uh, i was mixed on it i thought yeah. i was like uh eh. I don't
1: know. That's how I kind of was too, you know. Sometimes voiceover sometimes works. Usually it's done for laziness. Yeah. And and I don't think they were trying to be lazy in this movie. I think they were, you know, I mean it's a three-hour movie. They weren't being lazy with you know what they were (laughs) shooting and stuff. But when he was doing the voiceover at the beginning of the movie, I felt like I saw what he was saying and Mm -hmm. I didn't need him to say it right right and maybe a couple of those things that I think were important to know things like he'd only been on the job as Batman for about two years yeah that could have been worked into the conversation somewhere else. You know, somebody could have mentioned, you know, we've had this vigilante in the city for two years. What are we going to do about it? You know, somebody could have said something like that and we could have got the same thing out of it. And I felt like the cinematography was great enough that I was seeing what he was saying without the narration. And so I don't know if I needed it. Uh, Yeah. And that was kind of another case of, I felt like maybe they didn't have the confidence that we were smart enough Mm. to just see it, to just know that was what they were communicating through the cinematography. And I just really like it when filmmakers are more courageous than that, when they really have the faith because
0: the cinematography was brilliant. Brilliant the way they shot those, I listened to him talk about how they shot that too.
1: Can I, really? can I, can I say my observation? I want to yes, know if, if my observation is what they were thinking. Yeah. My observation was it's all happening at night. So you can't see very well. Um, and they use a lot of shallow depth of field. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the backgrounds are blurred. You yeah. only see what's directly in front of you, which was supposed to be the metaphor for for the batman and jim gordon and these characters who can they they just can't see far in front of them so yeah. they're always you know trying to trying to figure out but but they just you know but it's all blurred it's yeah. all you know so is that Kind of basically what they maybe A little were bit. talking about? Okay, A what, little what bit. else do they talk about?
0: They were mainly saying Matt Reeves, the director, was one, which I thought was interesting. They went into virtual reality to see what the scene would look like before they shot it. And then they started, so he knew how it would be mapped out completely from VR. And then I guess the guy he used to uh, shoot it, you know, the scenes, he was, he's very, he's used to working with them. So Mm -hmm. they were basically putting things in these really tight windows where they wanted you to feel like you were there with uh, the penguin in the in the scene. And they wanted these really tight shots that you could feel it like you were kind of this like on a ride with the penguin Mm. with it. And most of that was actually real, like it wasn't CG. They said the car going to the fire, all real. Everything. You can tell. You can tell. Fire, fire
1: is one of those things that you can I can always tell when it's when it's. <laughs> Can't fire. you? I mean, yeah. So <laughs> it, fire and smoke are two really difficult things to do well, yes. and I feel like I, I feel like they can do it. Yeah, it, it, it is possible, but um normally I think they're just like, no, it's taking too long. Just, yeah, that's that's good enough. Yeah, that's it's good, good enough. enough. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: Right, and it was all done in one take. One take. Awesome. And isn't that amazing? Incredible. That is amazing. <laughs> I, I, I
1: love hearing stuff like that. So I was, this past month, I also watched Terminator 2. Really? Um, a voiceover that works.
0: I do like that voiceover.
1: And, you know, we're on the cusp of great cgi we are it looks dated now at the time it looked like mind blurs yes. right now it kind of looks like it's something that they could pull off in a in a tv show and yeah. you know and it wouldn't be like too too difficult for them however that's not the impressive part the impressive part is watching this movie and and remembering that most of this is practical effects when that motorcycle goes off, you know, and, 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 goes into the, the, uh, the, what do you call it? You know, it's in that chase scene with the truck yeah. and everything. And what do you, what do you call those? The, the river area anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's like a 20 foot jump and a real stunt man on a real motorcycle, you know, I mean, and then when the helicopter goes underneath the, uh, you know the, yes, the overpasses. That's right. I mean, real I, today they wouldn't even think of it. Yeah. They wouldn't even. They wouldn't. <laughs> nobody would even think of putting a real helicopter <laughs> underneath an overpass. CGI, hundred percent of the time. Hundred percent. And whether, no matter how good the CGI is there's some kind of uncanny valley effect that happens and you just know it's not real. Yeah. Right. Right. You just know it. It's kind of like in the predator movie when the stunt man like falls off the cliff in front of the waterfall it's a real stuntman. They would never do that today. It would be all, it'd be a CGI thing and the water would be fake. The whole thing would be fake and it would look great. It would look cool, but there would be something about it. You just knew wasn't real. Yeah, that's right. And so, it, you know, I just love movies that you're just, you're just there. And, and it doesn't take you out of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't. No. So when the car really goes through the fire and there's something about it, you just know it's real. And you're just like,
0: wow. Holy cow, man. <laughs> the best just, part is he, he didn't think they could do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, But he asked, the, he asked the guy that was choreographing it. He's like, well, we'll probably have to do the CG. The guy goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can do that. We can make that happen where yeah. the car goes through in the fire. He said, you may have to add a few light touches, but we can actually do that. And he was like, really? <laughs> he was surprised about so it. So happy about it. <laughs> yeah. He was convinced to be in it. It's in like, like, go you know? watch any movie from the 70s. They did this I all know. the time. <laughs> did it all the time. I mean, Christopher Nolan, he's huge into practical effects. And Tenet, they I mean, they crashed a plane. Like, in real yeah. life, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was like, I'm not catering to this whole thing of cg i want stuff to really blow up like you know yeah you know
1: and that's actually really funny what movie was i watching i don't know i watched some really stupid movie
2: yeah
1: i can't even remember what it was
0: (laughs) it's so stupid
2: it was you can't remember yeah
1: (laughs) but it's one of those movies where you know if a car hits something it blows up you Um, know what i mean or it's just like why guys i mean come obviously on, cars man. don't do that you know <laughs> i mean, I mean come this is ridiculous <laughs> you know and so there's there's a fine line between the two right where you're just yes. like and i always felt like the old jackie chan movies like in the 80s and 90s i mean some of those movies are so over the top right yeah there's st- everything's still practical and they're still really doing the stunts and when you see that you're just like oh man that is so cool That's, Michelle Yeoh is really driving a motorcycle on top of a train <laughs> yeah. and she missed a few times. <laughs> and what does she land on a pile of cardboard? Now, I don't want to you know, say that all stuntmen should put their lives on the line to, yeah. to, to do these things, but we know that you can do it practically yes because they've been doing it in hong kong for you know 50 years and they've been doing it you know here in the united states to one extent or another you know and so we know that we can do these effects practically so you you, and to me it just every I, i tell even in superhero movies you know that that are like really like sci-fi yeah. and, and you know that most of it's computers or sure. cgi and things like that uh even then i get taken out of it sometimes because yeah. i'm just like it looks great but couldn't we have like <laughs> i don't know i don't know something you compare it to like the old alien movie and yeah you know, aliens alien and aliens
0: right like, those movies look so freaking good. I know, man. Oof. You know? Incredible.
1: I mean, as far as, like, a sci-fi action movie, is, is there a movie that looks better than
0: Aliens? I mean... Just the world that they're on and how they build that planet. Yeah. And just, it's wet most of yeah. the time. It's damp. It's dark, you know? It's, and it's a horror movie at the same time. It's like, oh, yeah. these things yeah. are nasty. And the monsters look amazing
1: Oof. with no CGI. They no. look incredible. Incredible, yeah. I mean, they have like the huge fight at the end with you know the yeah the the moving machine. You know, Ripley's in the moving machine, yeah. and the Queen is is fighting her. No CGI, man, and that looks so freaking good to it me. Did, it did I mean, look pretty good, man. <laughs> I mean, and and even sometimes when the practical effects don't look as great as maybe you'd hoped. I still like that it was done for real. Yeah. Me too. I still, you know, there's something quaint about it, I guess, maybe, I I don't know if quaint's the right word, but there's still something about it where I'm just like, and you know, I don't want to diss CGI. I don't want to diss computer animators and things like that who do amazing work all the time. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of CGI out there that fools me. Yeah. You know, that I thought it was real and it wasn't. Um, but uh, but those stunts, especially if it's a real person doing the stunt, yeah, you always know when the CGI double <laughs> yeah. comes in, you know? <laughs> it's so difficult to get the weight of a real person correct. Right, right. And that's how you kind of know sometimes. It's like, oh, man some of the especially in movies oftentimes you know the villains the monsters all cgi yeah and no matter how good it is like thanos was amazing right was those, amazing but there were still moments where i was like he doesn't move quite right you yeah. know when he picked that thing up it just didn't look quite yeah. right and i can't help but see it you know i just can't help yeah. it yeah yeah. And it takes me out for just that brief second. It takes yeah. me out of it and it makes me think about it.
0: You know, it's hard with these characters that are not lifelike because they're they don't exist and like they're flying in the air, they're shooting weird things, they're doing yeah. it's like, okay, well, what, what does that actually look? What would that look like? I have no reference point for it because it's not real ever. Yes. It will never be real. Like, so yeah. you kind of have to be like, okay, I'll I'll take your word at it, you know, type yeah. of thing. How do people fly i don't know I, mean, like, <laughs> I don't know there's no blueprint for this in reality I mean, no, like... no,
1: and sometimes movies just really get it right you know that was actually yeah. like the advertising for the old the first christopher reeves movie the advertising was you will believe a man can fly yeah because they were so proud of those special effects at the time right right and at the time they were mind-blowing true they're just like man This looks really good. (laughs) I want to fly. (laughs) Yeah. Compare that to, you know, Man of Steel and the flying scenes and that. And man, those flying scenes, some of them, like when he first takes off, looks really
0: good. That's great. I think we talked about that's probably one of the better trailers for something.
1: Oh, yeah. Like it's like one of the best trailers ever. Moving
0: and inspirational.
1: Like so crazy. What did you think? What did you think of the Batman trailer versus the movie? Did you I feel actually like
0: liked the trailer uh, on a sense that because I'm very music minded with the trailers and stuff, mm-hmm. and I love the score of the movie from Michael Giancano, I think whoever it is. I just love that big sound. Actually, yeah. you're gonna laugh at this. You're gonna laugh at this. When they get that, you know, bam,
2: bam, you know what I mean?
0: Like it reminded me of something on Erebus a little bit on that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. And that scene when it's like big sound, yeah. bah, bah, bah. I was like, this reminds me of this a little bit.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I, I like the soundtrack a lot. I I like the sound of the soundtrack a lot. The sound of the soundtrack. Yes. yes. The sound. Exactly. I I felt like sometimes the soundtrack, I don't know. I couldn't decide if it was clever or lazy sometimes. Yeah. Because you know, the, the Riddlers soundtrack was all about Ave Maria. So they yes. have the real Ave Maria playing, and then mm-hmm. they also do kind of like a minor toned yes. Ave Maria. Yes. Um and I thought, okay, that's kind of cool. And then the big bam, 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 you know yeah. kind of reminded me of Beethoven's fifth. Bam, bam, me too. Bam, bam. Me too. Yeah. And I was like, you could just sub, you know, substitute the music and and I don't, you know, so no offense to that composer, composing music is, is, is really difficult. And we all take inspirations when no. we, you know, from things when we compose. So, um, so this isn't really necessarily a criticism as much as I, I, I did kind of want something a little more original though. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I don't know. It makes
0: sense. Yeah.
1: I mean, Danny Elfman, always sounds like danny elfman right right Right. but when you but when we first heard that that batman score on the on the first you know michael keaton batman yeah i mean there's nothing like that right i know it's amazing yeah and and it's beautiful and it's sorrowful and it's haunting it's all these things and it doesn't sound like anything else. That's true. You know, it it's so That's unique true. to itself. And I can't, you can't expect that all the time. You know, I mean, even yeah. the greatest movie composers all the time. I mean, John Williams has made his living, you know, doing marches.
0: You know, right. <laughs> you right. Know? And, so, and I feel, feel like Hans Zimmer is hired for like every movie in Hollywood. Yeah. To, to to do compose a score, you know. And you know his Christopher
1: Nolan score. I wouldn't say it's like. A super memorable score. It
0: wasn't up there for me, honestly, you know.
1: Other than I really liked in The Dark Knight that the Joker's kind of theme music mm-hmm. wasn't really music, right. it was just a sound that would crescendo.
0: Yeah. That's right.
1: And yeah. I felt like the tension that was built from just using this sound and not playing a musical theme with it. Yeah, that was a brilliant decision. I think that's where Hans Zimmer makes his money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he obviously is a great composer when it comes to melody and all those other things as well. And he does a lot of really interesting things, actually. And and sometimes I'm surprised that he did a movie like he did. I think he composed the soundtrack to as good as it gets. Remember that mm-hmm. movie? with Jack yeah, I Nicholson? Do.
0: I do remember that. Yeah, I mean, that
1: soundtrack. Doesn't sound like anything else yeah. he's ever composed, you know. And so he's 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 a great composer. He's very versatile. Um, but yeah, I don't always remember his soundtracks, and maybe that's a compliment,
2: hmm.
1: because maybe I just remembered the movie, and the music was so intertwined with the movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, yeah, no, I'm, that's I'm not as interesting. Not sure what to say about that. But the the soundtrack in this the Batman was very powerful. Like when that big brass and everything comes in, the um, bum, bum, bum. It, very powerful. Very powerful. Very very, yeah. very uh effective, you know. Yeah. Um, uh what did you think of the Joker kind of being it was interesting. at the end?
0: Uh I don't know man I feel like there's been so many iterations of the Joker now just like there have been a Batman I'm like hmm I wonder if they're actually going to move forward on this in the yeah. future and how is this going to be because you know you kind of like have gone through these phases of the Joker yeah. love the Jack Nicholson Joker love yeah love that and then, but then you get like, as it keeps going on, who doesn't love the Heath Ledger Joker? I mean, how amazing! A life lost so soon. Oh, man. Incredible, yeah. incredible arc. But then yeah. you get like the Joker from Suicide Squad. Um, uh, Makes what's me this? nauseous to think, this? think about this it. It's just like, He's a gangster, kind of like he's got gold t- Like he's a yeah, hood rat, he's... hood rat Joker. I mean, it's like, he looks like, I mean, a,
1: a, a, what do they call him? A juggalo?
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> a juggalo. Like, I'm
1: like, this looks awful. Um, the and guy he, from
0: 30 and... seconds to Mars is playing him. Like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then, and then what, uh, Joaquin Phoenix doing the Joker and Joker in a very I mean, different, like, whoa, that's like, again whoa. very
1: different. Yeah, whoa.
0: So, where do you go from there? Yeah, you know, like, what's the next iteration of that? I mean, and and do we need another one? Right, I'm almost like I'm not sure I need this story again. I don't
1: know. I you know there are so many Batman villains.
0: Completely.
1: You know, and especially if you want to do kind of more of the psychological thriller type Batman movies. There are so many villains Crazy. that can step in and, and and fill and fill that role. And you know, if Marvel's proved something, it's that you can take characters that nobody knows completely and make them household names. Yes. You don't need to keep using the same famous <laughs> characters over yeah. and over and over again. Especially I mean Batman's been around since I mean he's been around almost 100 years it feels like, you know. Yeah. He's been around yeah. like 80 years or something like that. Yeah. He's got a long list of villains that you can choose from. <laughs> And you can alter them, you know, just like they did in this in this last one with uh with the Riddler. Yeah. You know, I felt like that was like, like you said, I felt like that was uh, uh a good iteration of yeah. the Riddler, even though I yeah. hated his mask. No, the mask was bad. <laughs> it, it looked like a ziploc bag kind of thing. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> it did. I was just like, I mean, I get it that these guys are making like homemade stuff, yeah. But I it, it just felt like I don't know, just put a ski mask on. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. just pull it
0: over your head, I man. Yeah. You don't
1: need to look like some weird, you know, I don't know, it's just kind of just put a ski mask yeah. on. Seriously, you know? What did you think of catwoman's kind of ski mask? I, I I
0: didn't like it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like uh, it. That at, one I thought didn't it was so stupid.
1: Me. Yeah, that one and didn't work for me
0: at all. I just end this kind of like I was also wondering too, why does Batman like bats? Like they just like skip over i mean i guess i don't need that that, at all in that movie but it's like i mean yeah he's got a weird fetish i mean i don't know like what's this thing like i guess that was on purpose maybe or maybe not but like i I do wonder that on some level like why why that like
2: i don't know
1: yeah you know and and... (laughs) actually sunny and i were laughing about that you know in other movies you know where they talk about batman using his his fear like yeah, fear into yeah. others and we were talking about how bats are mostly so i mean they're harmless to humans really i mean yeah. who, who gets hurt by a bat <laughs> you know nobody gets yeah. hurt by that who's scared of bats you know yeah if you yeah. got one in your house you know you try right. to get rid yeah. of it it's kind of maybe it's a little creepy or whatever but it's like i'm not worried about a bat hurting me
2: yeah <laughs> is that, yeah I, I don't know it's uh
0: yeah it's just it's i don't know it's just what are the, some of the motive if it's three hour movie well i mean there could be some you know i know he's like in his layer and it's kind of you see bats in there and stuff but like yeah like why like does it represent something to him about yep. the night yeah you know, he's an insomniac basically i mean the guy is like it's just that, out, out night. And
1: and then and they don't really refer to him as Batman in most of the movie. They refer to him as yeah. Vengeance or something. Vengeance, and, yeah. And um, um and, you know, she's not really Catwoman, but she does refer to herself as a cat and yeah. she likes cats, you know? Yeah. So he's got
0: bats in his house and she's got cats in hers. So I guess yeah. he's
1: Batman. <laughs> <Joel>. <laughs> you
0: know I mean? I it's think all making sense yeah. now. And I think kind of like the one thing I actually, one of the things I really like is when I learn how a character becomes proficient in their skills. Yeah, And I like that in the Nolan movies. Where they're, Okay, he actually did learn how to fight. He wasn't that great and he you know he got yep. better at it he practiced this one you just have to believe he's good at fighting and from alfred because, taught him, but how does alfred know him. yeah what is alfred does alfred know judo or something i don't know like is he like you alfred know, just they, teach i don't know
1: they, they could have and they did you know i don't need long explanations but we could have seen something like maybe a tattoo on on yeah. Alfred or something that was something. just like, you know that he was like special forces Yeah, or something like something. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, or, or uh, you know, just, just some, some little, you know, yeah, mention. Sure. So, drop, drop us something other than they're in the hospital and he just says, I taught you how to fight. And I was like, <laughs> did you? it's kind of a weird thing I've never heard of Alfred teaching anyone how to fight yeah the butler
0: like he's yeah I mean this is that like a job requirement to be the butler in the Wayne family like like combat veteran you know like, that's right you know I mean
1: so yeah I mean if they would have maybe better established that his role wasn't he wasn't a butler in this and yeah. I would be fine if he's not no that's no, fine yeah he was the bodyguard if he was security yeah. if he was something else sure but it was kind of weird to assume that he's the butler the whole movie and then just have that come out of nowhere <laughs> I, taught you how to, I
0: taught you how to fight oh yeah like, <laughs> oh okay weird yeah <laughs> And, and i kept thinking well how good of a fighter could he be i'm mean, like if i don't know his butler taught him how to fight <laughs> <I'm Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> is this like english level fight i don't know what is this <laughs> like yeah uh, yeah and he,
1: you know batman in this movie he he doesn't have a lot of like fancy moves he does a few fancy yeah. things in the very end action scene. right they were more a little bit more creative stunt wise but he's mostly just throwing really hard punches yeah he's
0: a basic fighter if he met a really good fighter he'd get his ass kicked i mean like you know. yeah
1: that's what i'm kind of getting at where um and, and good fighters know that you can't punch as hard as you can every time
2: no no
1: because you wear yourself out real fast yeah so but he looks like he just punches as hard as he can every single time and i'm like you're exhausted by just like one two <laughs> yeah. guys and you got shot like 50 times yeah you did good that was another criticism i had i was like yeah i know, I know. there's no body armor in existence where somebody just gets shot <laughs> and they just stand there and yeah. yeah and and keep fighting
0: you know without and like, none of it ricochets to his face or something or like yeah, he, all you know, that all like, that automatic like, rifle and none of it hits his face like at all yeah. Look, these guys are terrible shots <laughs> and
1: most body armor, once it's hit once, yeah, you know it's not useful anymore. You the have integrity to like, is lost. Yeah, yeah. so
0: <laughs> leave it to us. We're very we're hypercritical people. Okay, don't we're judge us. We make a movie, we'll trash it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Simon, I mean, man, always fun to do this with you, man. It's always like, yeah. Always I, mean, I think we go on pleasure. for like nine hours about movies, and then transfer into. Like I know all it's movies, it's
1: man. actually good that we like have this format where we have to stick to about an hour. Because otherwise, to it, we would because but but otherwise, we would probably just like talk for like eight or 10 hours yeah you we know, would literally
0: and, go into terminator too i be like all right let's just talk about it all right science. yeah yeah <laughs> <that's> just, <laughs> i know there's more terminators probably coming out i got it all right
1: <laughs> oh please no let it die
0: no <laughs> arnold would not allow that no i'm just joking. <laughs> all right man i appreciate you so much and uh man next month we got to do another gotta yeah something else man we'll see what happens so yeah we'll we'll,
1: we'll talk about it I don't know if you have any ideas. I, I actually, I actually don't. But I
0: don't either. But I got
1: movied out by all these Batman movies. It's a lot so to watch. It yeah. was a lot to watch. It was <laughs> a lot of. It was, it was. It was a real mixed bag to watch as well. <laughs> it's
0: definitely a mixed bag. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> so, all right, up. man. Talk to you real soon. You got Thanks, it, man. Brother.